are you introducing this one, Ethan? Welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast. Viva la revolution. Who oh, has happened? It really yes. sounds like it's happening. Welcome back to the Chip Lunch Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much energy. Oh. Can you tell it's Friday? Welcome afternoon. back, guys. Oh no! All right, we're back on the Chip Lunch podcast, and back to the original cast the, uh, on yeah. the podcast. Oh jeez, mm-hmm. episode one. That's Been it. here since day one. That's right. Day I ride, one. I ride with my day one. Day one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we going to talk about today, guys? It's been Acts or Evolver Church. It's been Commitments Week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has been. Which is. What is it? <laughs> it is a uh, time for our church, a, a focus, a quarterly focus uh, of our church from uh, from very, the Friday to the quarterly. next to Sunday, like longer week, yeah. um, <laughs> where we have a focus on uh, discipleship and mission. Mm. Uh, and so that looks like a whole bunch of things. Uh, one of the thing, one of the ways it looks like is as a whole church, we participate in, we, we pray together um, more so, more than usual at our services. Um, and in those prayers, we have a focus on um, on praying for people that are not Christians. Um, and uh, then another focus uh, on praying for one another as we, um, yeah, no, we focus on, on, on mission in that prayer time. Uh, and then uh, throughout the week, we have uh, combinations of community groups uh, where um, from all across the different gatherings and different um, ages, we have different community groups joined. Uh, Braden and I were in one on Tuesday, which was really cool, which was a combo of three different groups, um, which was really fun. Uh, Joel, you were in one on Monday. Yep, Braden came and Braden came in on 10 boys. Sick. Um, and so they're just cool examples. Um, we've, it, we've only just started. Uh, so this isn't happening across the whole church just yet because um, not every group is participating just yet. But um, but the end goal is we have a really, really cool week of um, talking about disi- like discipling one another uh, across the whole church. And we have really cool focuses on mission um, mm. on the weekends and, and in those and in those community group spaces. Yeah, and it's like just getting the community Christians together to to talk about that stuff. Yeah, and, and what it means to be a committed yeah. Christian and is I those think, things. And I think it was really, I wrote this in the newsletter article too, like with the guys coming over to our community group, um, which is at our house, is like it's a really nice way to look at the intergenerational expression of church. Fully. And there was a discussion, as you were saying, between a few different aged people at our <laughs> community group about people smoking in toilets, <laughs> in <the> school, <laughs> which was really cool. <laughs> um, but some things never change. Yeah, so some thing, well, and now it's well, vaping yeah, now, I yeah, suppose. It had that the, it still happens. Fundamentally, bit. it still doesn't change. <laughs> so. um, but I think, I think that was really, really cool. And it's really lovely to hear that. And I think like... I feel like the more we do it, like the more we build relationships across with people that we might maybe not usually see. And that's mm. a way that we kind of try and do it on the Chip Lunch podcast as well is we have different people who like Sue's last week mm. where I haven't seen for quite a while and haven't had much interaction with because she goes to our Sunday morning service here at Kiriwe, but to hear her story and to hear about that stuff. So, and to share that, share those kind of relationships and build relationships with younger people, older people than us is a really lovely way to uh, to do it, I think. Did you enjoy it, Braden? You had to do quite oh. a few this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Commitments Week is it's just, it's so good. I think like, uh, especially Tuesday night, um, where we had, we had Bible studies of year seven and eights. Then we sure. had um, the Springs Bible study, um, which uh, Ethan and I are a part of, which kind of ranges from like early 20s to late. 
20s kind of yeah. vibe-ish. And then we had um, Paul Tate, who's been on here before. Paul's Bible study um, came along as well, which was um, some gentlemen in their 40s-ish, mm. 50s. Ish, and so we really had this like three layered, yeah. like really sandwich cool. of people <laughs> yeah. coming together, and it was just yeah, it was so awesome because I think it was so like I often say this. I said so. Can I just? I'm going to start with a little story of I was preaching last year at our Friday gathering, which is a younger service demographically, just because youth is on that day and fuse is on that day, and mm. um. All our gatherings are um, all age, all stage, but just by factor, there happens to be a lot of young people at the Friday gathering, which I love. Um, but I got up and said something and uh, during while I was preaching, I was talking about the fact that it's pretty crazy that we have this opportunity at Soul Revival to Church to do things like Commitments Week and get together against um, through all different ages. To make that point, I made the mistake of asking, looking for a certain response. I said... How many people here have someone that you would call a friend who's not related to you that's 10 years older than you? I said, put your hand up. And you think about that, like mm. that doesn't happen very often in regular life that mm -hmm. you would have someone who's 10 years older than you that you would say is your friend that isn't related to you in any way. Well, that's, again, like, and the thing was all, everyone in the church service put their hand up. <laughs> So I completely yeah, failed. Yeah, everyone, the whole, completely like, failed to make my like, point. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's what's so special about um, intergenerational ministry and mm. things like Commitments Week. We had that Bible study on Tuesday and there were dudes that were 14 or 15. There were dudes in their 20s. There were dudes in their 40s. And you think about how often does that happen in an environment that people aren't related to each other? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't happen very often. Even if you're at a soccer club or something, yeah. like they don't actually join. Just yeah, exactly. You're normally separate. I mm. mean, um, lots of things. So I think that's what was so nice about it. Like just hanging out and eating ice cream and yeah. being cold and yeah, it was awesome. Being silly and getting derailed talking about sharks. Yep. All the positive, <laughs> yep. positive things that happen. I learned all about goblin sharks. Yeah, we learned all about yeah, goblin sharks. <laughs> <laughs> just Dave will put a picture in there. Yeah, you know, well, if you see a goblin shark, you'll understand why we're so interested. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just like that expression of like um, the most important thing and the thing that shifts our community. Like we were talking about um, one of our values here at Soul Revival is loving community, and that's what we were talking about on Tuesday. Was well, we're a, we're a part of lots of communities in our life. That's mm. just a fact of um, life, uh, especially in our circumstance. You're a part of school communities. Some of them were saying band, school bands, things like that. Soccer clubs, maybe golf, uh, other sporting adventures, maybe something like chess or a book club. Mm. Lots of different things we're involved in. What makes church special? What sets apart church from all these communities that you're a part of? And I think that was what was such an interesting thing to talk about with those. Um, that different spread of ages and dudes was just being like, no, it's because we're reconciled through Jesus yeah. that makes this community um, just so special. It's yeah. It changes the way that we can relate to each other. Fully. And it sets that gathering apart from everything else we have in our life. Mm. I think that's what was so cool to talk about as well is because these kids are involved in a lot of things. Yeah. They have school, they have sport teams, lots of things they go along to. You're naturally part of a lot of communities, but what sets the church community apart and means that it isn't just any other community that you're mm. a part of? It's Jesus. 
So yeah, I think we had we had a really awesome time. I had a great time with you on Monday as well. <laughs> Hado, we had an awesome. I think it's just it's one of those things we've done that a couple of times now, and mm. it just means it's it was so easy walking in, chatting to people, mm. um, having a great time. It wasn't awkward at all. It was just expressing the community that already exists, and I think that's what we talked about on Tuesday as well. Is Jesus has done the work of building his church and building his community. It's just up to us to express that fact. The fact that we are reconciled, we've been reconciled through Jesus. Now we just have to express that reconciliation that we already have through his work on the cross, mm. which is just so awesome. And I think, yeah, that's why I love Commitments Week. That's why I love intergenerational ministry is just the fact that we get to express that and explore that together, whether you are 14, whether you are 5, whether you are 45 or 85 it doesn't matter mm. we're all reconciled through jesus and we're just all trying to express that in any way that we can mm. as a community mm. i like really i like how you skipped a generation from 45 to 85 oh nothing happens <laughs> nothing <laughs> happens in between that today. <laughs> <laughs> you'll tell us you're almost there bro <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many people that listen to this podcast are in that age group <laughs> they're like excuse me <laughs> um We've used the idea of commitment, right? Yeah. Yes. What does that mean? First of all, like, I think we've talked about it before a little bit that commitment is a bit of a dirty word mm. in terms of what it means for people to need it, need to do. But then what does it also mean being a committed Christian? What do you guys think? Go, you go first, Ethan. Yeah, I think there's, I think it's a multifaceted mm. response because um, mm. it is, it is very different depending on what angle you look at it from. Um, but from a base standpoint, um, when you talk about, when we talk about being a committed Christian at Soul Revival, we're talking about someone who's committed to loving God and committed to loving one another. Um, and I know I just used the word in the definition, um, which I, um, <laughs> well, that's all right. But, but I can't think of a better that, one, right? What, what like, does that look like? Cause then, yeah, cause the, 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 the big, the big definition is what that looks like. And, um, one of the things we thought we might talk about today is that one aspect of what that looks like is using what we've been given um, to, to, to serve the body of Christ uh, and, and serve Christ through that. Um, uh, we were looking earlier today at the parable uh, that Jesus tells, uh, the parable of the tenants uh, in Matthew 25. Uh, I thought I'd just take a little bit here just to read it. Um, to us, it's from Matthew twenty-five fourteen, um, which says, uh, "Jesus says again, it would be it would be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. No one he gave five bags of gold to another. To, sorry, to one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more." So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold bought the other five, brought the other five. Uh, master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags. Uh, see, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. 
His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they will have will be taken from them and thrown and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is a, this is a really, really cool parable. Um, and it has a lot to, there's a heaps to unpack in that, which we won't do because this is not a sermon podcast. Um, <laughs> if you want that, if you want that, we have a sermon podcast. Yeah. Um, and I don't think we actually uploaded our sermon in Mark, unfortunately. Um, but, but this is Matthew. But so this is, no, this matter. is, oh, this is Matthew. Then it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> um, um, if you scroll back far enough, yeah. we might even have it's something. It's a sign of holiness uh, when you get your gospels mixed up. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, <laughs> it's one of my talents. Um, we're, we're given um, one of the things to take away from this is that um, the stuff we're given, uh, the, the gifts we are given, the talents we have are not actually from us. Like we may have spent a lot of time mm. on those things, um, but at the end of the day, they are from God. Mm. And um, God is, God. Jesus is saying here, what are you doing with it? Like you've got all this stuff, um, use it. And one of the things we talked about uh, this morning is as, as we, were we were talking about pastoring um, and, and this really easily flows into being a committed Christian is someone who's using your talent uh, to help and your gifts from God uh, to build, um, uh, to, 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 to help God's people and God's church um, and, the, and glorify his name. Um, and so there's lots of examples of that. Um, I'll take Braden as an example because his is really tangible. He's really good at guitar. Mm. Um, and that's a really tangible example of someone who is able to get really, really, really good at guitar, but also use that to serve he do, you do, you do soul, soul revival um, and we get very blessed by your ability um, and your gifts. Um, but it's very cool to say and come to the table, which is something we're talking about today in humility and say that I am, yes, I am good at this thing, but I am good at this thing because of Jesus. Mm. And it's not a humility. What we're talking about isn't a, um, isn't a, it's not not saying I'm good at guitar. It's actually saying I am. And it's because God gave it to me. And so I'm going to use it. Mm. It's, it's not then abandoning it. Um, that, that was just some preliminary thoughts to, to launch into whatever discussion is next. Um, but that's what I, that's a part of when we talk about being a committed Christian, um, a part of that mm. uh, can be using your gifts to glorify God and build his, build his church. Uh, what do you guys reckon? Is there a thing like around that, like we were talking as a partial team about that particular um, passage and we were talking about like, well, we've been uh, given the opportunity and the gifts to be pastors. 
and what you're saying there makes a lot of sense. How do you think that applies to people who are not pastors and are not in a leadership position? Because I feel like a worldly point of view from what you're saying is that, well, I don't have those gifts of maybe playing guitar like Brayden or at the front or preaching a sermon or mm. um, maybe service leading or that kind of thing, praying. Yep. So how, <coughs> how would we encourage people to also take on what it says in Matthew 25 that you've just read out mm. to say, like, still being a committed Christian, it's still important that God has given you certain gifts. So mm. one, of the, one of the people in the group that we were chatting with, uh, what, what Stu really, in a really fun way did was he said that what we all got to do is we all got to say something we're good at and we can't, like... Can't laugh at. Can't them. laugh at them. I can't make a joke about it. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be, you, and you can't like. Anyway, you just got to be like, yeah. I am good at X. Yeah, you can't be like, oh, I'm good at wearing funny hats. Yeah, or yeah. <laughs> um, you just got to be truthful in that. And so we went around the circle, uh, and we talked, and we said, we said those things. And um, one of them, we're, we're not all of us were pastors in that mm. setting. There's a bunch of people that come to our pastors' meetings that are the interns, or they come and hang out, or um, and or they're or they're. Um, anyway, um, they're being committed Christians. Yeah, they're being committed Christians. And um, uh, one of the ladies, Kim, who has been on this podcast before, she was hanging out with us, and she just said, uh, "I'm really good at loving people." And I was like, "Sick." Mm. And I think that's a really cool example because yeah. immediately you see use of that, right? Like from a non to answer your question, a like non-pastoral a non pastor position. You don't have to be up the front to be really good at loving people. Yeah, you can like i don't know send someone a text like have a phone call have a chat with someone go to someone's house invite them to you yeah um and i think the word talent almost in our sphere kind of misconstrues it because we're so used to um comparing everything to other people Mm. it's pretty easy to think well the only people who have talent are virtuoso level people mm. at things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the only people who actually, it's so easy to say, well, they obviously have talent because they're in the top 0.0001% of yeah. doing something. Yeah. And it's like, don't let other people's gifts stop you from using <coughs> yours. Yeah. You know what mm. I mean? And like, yeah, uh, there are some people that are very, very unbelievably talented at loving people. Mm. That doesn't mean that you're not. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think that's a really. I wish they. I wish that someone had told me that when I was younger, because I think it's so easy to go. Well, we've got a person that is really good at sermons. I don't know, so I don't need to bother. Yeah, we're all one body. They're, yeah, they're yeah, part yeah, of the body. Yeah. It's like no, don't don't let what God has blessed other people with stop you from growing in areas. Mm-hmm. And that comes back to this passage, right? Like, yeah. someone gets given five bags, and someone gets given two bags. They both double it. Yeah. Like, it actually, yes. like they were both given different amounts. Yep. Yeah. But they both turn and double it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because they are going, we are working with what we're given, Lord. Yeah. And I'm not the best at it mm. necessarily. Like, but they're still my gifts. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I, I don't know. There's lots of little examples. Like, um, some people are really, really good at hosting. Yeah. Like, you just, you, you go to someone's house or you just, that person, really good at hosting. Um, and there's just stuff like that. Like not yeah. everything is a up the front talent. Absolutely. Like there, there's heaps of little ones. But that's the not little one. Actually, little ones is the wrong terminology, right? Different ones. Different ones. Yeah. yeah. But that's the point is that we get tricked into that. Yeah. Is yeah, what fully. you're saying, Brayden, yeah. is that it's only if you're up the front yeah. of anything that yeah. you've got that talent. that's you've got talent. But I think 
that is the different message in this passage that you're talking about is that it's no no you everyone has gifts mm. and being given gifts according to god's will yeah and it's we need to seek how to best use them for his glory and for his kingdom yeah. my question about that was though um how much do we work on cultivating that gift so the reason i say that is like i think of sports stars so like like let's say like Lionel Messi or LeBron James or Tiger Woods, mm. they obviously had a gift, right? A mm. real, real talent for whatever they were doing. Mm. But they still had to work enormously hard to get to the top of their level. I'm just trying to think about how as we as committed Christians, mm. how do we how do you think we should think about that in terms of where we are? Like I'm not saying that we should be the best in our field, like those sports stars are, but how do we say God's given us this gift. How do I cultivate? How do I make it better? How do I do it, use it better for his kingdom? Well, I think the the thing with that analogy is looking at motivation as well. Mm. Like they were like, whether it's Tiger Woods or Lionel Messi or Michael Jordan or whatever, they obviously all had um, outrageous talent, um, natural talent, also outrageous work ethic in those yeah, examples. Drive. But they're looking to glorify themselves. They have outrageous work ethic and drive, but what is the reason behind that? Mm. To be the best or to earn a lot of money mm. or to be successful. And I think that's where we can differ. Yeah. We work really hard, but we're not looking to glorify ourselves. We're looking to glorify God. And so that's there's a humility in that. Oh, massive. Of course. And I yeah. think that's where um, some Christian ministry can be undone when you are comparing to things um, and not submitting to try and glorify God, but instead getting your own identity wrapped up in uh, what we create. And I think that's that's such a big thing is, um, and a big thing in our culture is that we're, we identify, we find our identifying things that we build. Mm. And you see that all through the Bible as well, a whole bunch of different people and cultures yeah. trying to find their identity or trying to find glory in things made from men's hands. Mm. Like it's so interesting how easily we fall into the trap of, um, of that. And we have been given this blessing of being able to find our new identity in Christ, being able to work for God's glory, being um, subject and under, um, given all these blessings and revelations and the fact that, I have three different versions of the Bible in front of me and it's got it on his phone and you've got a different version on your laptop. Like we've been given these gifts and we and these blessings. I almost prefer the word blessings in this because it's like we're given things that aren't just physically about us. We're given so many things in our lives and how can you take this and not just use it to build something big and special but use, some, use it to build something big and special for God. Mm. I think uh, on top of that, that, this passage is really cool because the master comes and gives them their gives them his money. Yeah. And they do stuff with the money. Yeah. And they give it back, all of it. They don't keep any of it. Yeah. Like all of it, yeah. all of it goes back. Yeah. And it's it's about going as we try and hone it, as we try and use these gifts, as we try and glorify God, we are giving giving it back. Like yeah. and one day uh, we'll get to heaven and God will say, well done, good and faithful servant, right? Because we get there and it's like, I'm, I've, I've got nothing. Yeah. I've just, just what you've given me. And 
Um, and that's a really beautiful reality and a really powerful one. Um, but is in such stark contrast to the examples of those sports stars who had their, their gifts and was like, oh, how can I maximize me in, with this? Um, but this is a, I've got my gifts. How can I maximize God? How can I glorify God? How can I, um, how can I give back? Like, how can I, I, I he, they use them and they are, it's great that they use them. Um, for those who are not watching visually, I had pointed at my, <laughs> my Bible. Um, they being the people in the parable. Um, use the, the gifts they give, the, 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 the capital they're given. Um, but yeah, and then they give it back, all of it. Yeah. What would you say to someone who says, would say to you, like in response to what we're talking about, I don't have any gifts. Mm. What would you say in response to that? I'd say, have a conversation with me. And we'll hang out for a little while. And God. Well, yeah, God too. But let's <laughs> yeah. have a conversation and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you all about it. Yeah. Because um, you do. You just... Yeah. You just... But again, isn't it... A, it's a, It's almost in that sense, it's like comparing it by a worldly standard. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Yeah. It's like you... you I, think, I think it's so easy to get caught up in the, I'm not as good, therefore as, I'm yeah. not good. I'm not yeah. successful. Like, therefore I'm not, yeah, okay. I'm yeah, not like, as successful, therefore I'm not successful. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's not even, it's not even like you could be really successful, but you're not as successful as the guy that you're measuring against. And yep. so because you're measuring against that person. Not against what God is. Not against what God yep. is. You're actually, yeah, you like the, the, what, what is really interesting about some of the truths in the Bible that is you're measuring up against perfection. Like every day you, you're, as a Christian, you're, stri- you're called to be more like Jesus. And that's impossible. Like it is. Like it's, simple. it's Yeah, it's impossible. like it's yeah. not possible. And so um, we are called to measure up against him, but we're not called to measure up against anyone else. Mm. Like no one else matters. And so no one else's, like the success of anyone else is not what you should be looking at. And so that's one response, right? To the, I don't have any gifts is like, do you not have any gifts or do you just don't think you're as good as the guy next to you mm. um, or girl next to you? Um, but also I think in our Australian humility, tall poppy stuff, hmm. we actually ignore our gifts and we actually think them not so um, and we don't want to talk about them. Or and even, so, Or even like um, lean into them. Because people just we're scared people are going to cut us down for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, and so it's just this idea of like, oh, I'm actually not good in anything, and so I'm gonna, like, as far as I'm aware, because I, I just don't want to, I don't want anyone to think I'm boasting. So that actually is a reason that mm. someone might come to you and say I'm not good at anything, mm. um, a, a fear of oh they'll just think I'm boasting, and it's like no, actually, no, I think you're good at stuff. Also, and then there's the third one, which is you might just be not traditionally good at the, at stuff. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. I have a, I have a friend who's like, oh, I'm not very good at stuff in his own personal opinion. But I think he's incredible at getting people to do what he wants them to do. <laughs> like he, he's a, not, not in a mean way, but in a, in a, he's a, he's a gatherer, right? And that is not something that introspectively we often go, that's my skill. 
Yeah. But I'm like, that is a huge gift yeah, that this guy has that he is not aware of. It's team building. I love fully, team building. Fully. Yeah. And, and so there's, I think there's just also, so there's those three, right? There's stuff we just don't pay attention to and we miss. There's the not leveling being at the same level as the people we're up against. Um, and then there's the just, I don't want to talk about it because tall puppy syndrome. Mm. But I think they'd be the three issues that would come from that question. Um, not issues, but things. Well, that was something we were talking about even this study with Stu is around the tall poppy syndrome is that we think it's we're just not being – like we're actually being humble, but it's not. It's mm. – I want to be – it's almost like I want to be more successful, but I want to be seen in the right way to being successful. But then also if it challenges someone, then I'm too scared to be mm. cut down. Yeah, And I was just wondering – when when we're saying that how how do we work against that tall poppy syndrome that we i think especially as australians we like to say oh we're all egalitarian we're all equal but i think as a society we all pursue our own thing anyway especially in a kind of post-christian society that we're in now so i suppose my question is how do we move into our gifts like we're saying but also try and avoid that tall poppy syndrome because it's hard even in i would say even at church it would be like because i've experienced it i i saw an ad the other day sorry my answer is don't do this <laughs> i saw an ad the other day uh, at a bus stop and it was one of those revolving bus stops so it like yep. it changes and this 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 ad business had got all of the all of the levels of the rolling thing and the, at the bottom of it is some feet and then it slides down and there's some legs and then it slides down and there's a girl and like she's just really tall um and she's a poppy like she's got like she's a flower animated <laughs> thing and the the marketing thing they're going for is stuff tall poppy syndrome be the tall poppy like just just be a be the best you can be. Be there and be out there and 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 they're saying if you're amazing and you know you're amazing, go with us because we know you're amazing, and yeah. we'll insure you. I don't know what they are. They're some <laughs> we'll insure you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know maybe be was a, super risky, so you pay us lots of money. I don't know. Maybe it was a bank or something. But but yeah. it was like it was like the the thing was be full of yourself. Really, was what it was saying. Yeah, it pursue was like, it for yourself. Pursue it for yourself. Be the best. Um, and for those of you that are the best and are doing that, we're your company. Like that's what they were saying. And I think the answer is not that. I don't think the answer to the negatives that come with tall poppy syndrome is be the tall poppy. Like be, look at me, I'm the best. Mm. Don't, that's, that's my kind of It's interesting that people want to hear that message. Yes. So that message is. is only there because people want to hear that message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why, like, it's a really interesting dichotomy of don't be the tall puppy, but be the top tall puppy, but do it in the right way. And the only way we get there is by doing it with us, like whatever that company is that yeah. they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. And that's the hard thing is that like something that we just talked about on the shock absorber is that we can get pulled all different places by polarizing political opinions and all that kind of thing. But we also talked about like what is your media diet? Mm. and what like audit your immediate diet because the thing is that we should everything should sit under the authority of scripture mm. so our single source of news in a sense news in quotation marks should be the bible mm. and then that's where we get the parable of the talents which is where we can step into our talents in humility in order to serve god in a 
yeah. in, a, in, a, in a whatever stage of life that we're in. Yeah. One of the things we talked about this morning was um, the idea of uh, if we're trying to be like Jesus, which is what we were talking about before, what Jesus was really cool in his ministry was he started from a place of ultimate humility. Like he was born in a manger. He was nothing. Like he was from nowhere. He was whatever. Uh, and God did that. God was like, I'm going to start. Like Jesus is going to start from nothing. Mm-hmm. And he went from, uh, I, I'm trying to think of the word they used, but uh, 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 anonymity. No, it wasn't that word. Anim- anim- from from being nothing to being seen. Anonymity. And, and see an anonymity. Um, anonymity. Uh, to being seen, right? And as a Christian, that's not what we're necessarily called to do. We're not called to, um, not necessarily. However, we are called to do that on a different level. The different level was, if this makes sense, was that um, Tim Bealhart said it, and he's far more eloquent than I, um, was uh, the different level was go from um, being nothing on this earth and doing our stuff humbly and, and, and doing our work and using our gifts with humility, right? And then getting to heaven and being seen like purely and truly like that's where the glory is right mm. like because it's for god and then when we get there god's like well done mm. like isn't that awesome and that that is the that is the goal right to do what we're doing now well and do it humbly and do it for god and then when we get to heaven that's where the glory like that's where the stuff is right like they talk, we talk a lot about treasures in heaven. Um, I, I talk a lot about it because I think it's a funny joke because um, it's like, ha-ha, I'm going to do this and get treasures and you're not. Like a pirate. Yeah, <laughs> um, but And we don't, we don't necessarily know exactly what um, those are. There's lots of really cool uh, theories and thoughts about uh, that if you want to read up on, on what that is all about. But um, one of the, 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 the treasure in heaven is fellowship with God and relationship with him and being seen by the God of the universe as someone who is loved and perfect now because we are wiped clean of our sin. Um, I don't know if that answers the tall poppy syndrome question, Mm. but I think it it does put into perspective, I think, a little bit what being a committed Christian here looks like. Um, as we, yes, use our gifts for God, but also we, um, we do that humbly, knowing that one day all the glory available will be given to us, um, which is really cool. And, and in that passage. Yeah, my thoughts bring me back to John 12, mm. where Jesus has been like kind of going back and forth with the religious leaders and the crowds and answering all these questions and getting into all these barbs. But in 42, it says, Nevertheless, many of the leaders believed in him, but because of the Pharisees did not confess him for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. Sorry. Many of the leaders believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him for fear they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Mm. I think yeah. that's just so so big 
for, yeah, when we're looking at tall poppy or uh, using gifts or whether not to use gifts, mm. um, are you being humble because you want the praise of men <laughs> or are you showing off because you want the praise of men? Are you being humble because you want the praise of God or are you using your talents because for the praise of God? I think that's the big differentiation yeah, there where you can do both. You can both be humble. Well, humble is probably the wrong word. You can both, I'll go with humble. You can both be humble and use your talents not well. <laughs> <laughs> and you can both be humble and use your talents well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I was, um, we should probably wrap this episode up, but uh, you reminded me of Tim saying he, uh, Tim Bielhart's our children's pastor, was um, making a, a really well p- good point. He actually tweeted today after we recorded the shock absorber and he says, reminded of this classic tweet today while recording the shock absorber and discussing the relative time that we are discipled by the word versus the discipled by the media and social commentary, including the world. And then the quote tweeted um, John Piper. He said, one of the great, which he, so John Piper back in 2009, so that's the real time where lots of people were getting on Twitter. Mm. And he said, one of the great uses of Twitter and Facebook will be to prove at the last day that prayerlessness was not from lack of time. (laughs) 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 Amazing. So I think that's a a good way to maybe finish, especially after your things, but especially after your, sorry, your things, your Bible verses. Um, But I think that hopefully if people are listening to this or watching it, they can take encouragement for the fact that we're not perfect talking about this no definitely not yeah. oh yeah we hopefully can try and use our gifts that god has given us in a humble way and i hope that we try and do that probably don't do that all the time mm. but that's all we can do and continue to sit under the authority of god like we're saying that that's the thing that will humble us mm. we keep yeah. reading and the parable of the talents is a great great example of that so uh, and god's done this so that we can do it in community yeah. Yeah. He's blessed us with each other i think it's so awesome which is like, what commitments week was about yeah mm-hmm. and this and this is the this will be the 42nd episode of Chilon, yes, which is pretty be. exciting that we've got all these stories and different people across our church that have different talents and different mm. amounts that God has given them to invest. And it's been really cool to hear mm. how different people are investing. Their talents. In, yeah, exactly. In the ministry that is in God's ministry. So yeah. I'm pretty excited to see who we chat to next. <laughs> I've been super encouraged, be super encouraged by who we have chatted to yes. so far. Yeah, mm. me too. And yeah, for whether sure. it is on Shock Absorber or Chip Lunch, they've, it's been a really good year so far and I've been enjoying it. You. Onwards and upwards for yeah. God's glory. That's Always. it. That's all we should say. <laughs> Thanks for your time, boys. Appreciate it. Well, Thanks, Joel. Thanks for all of our listeners and watchers. You. We yeah. really appreciate you listening. If you haven't, check out sorrowrevival.shop. Some good, cha- good, good clothes on yeah, there, man. I'm, I'm liking the green. Oh, green! What's yeah, the green a, men's? What's the color of it? Yeah, so we're doing a, a, a winter drop. Yeah, and it's uh, uh, leading up to a week away. And so the men's one is like a cream color. Oh, yeah. so in week away, it's also talking about our um, our series that we're talking about is in Luke, and it's about discipleship. And so our jumpers say, "Wherever you lead, I will follow." <laughs> Yep. Oh, I was holding that sneeze in for That's so right. Long. You did well. Thank <laughs> you. Bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> but if Gesundheit, <laughs> whatever they say. Um, uh, yeah, it's from Luke, and there is a we, uh, we quote Luke nine, and basically saying wherever you will lead, I will follow. 
Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing as what we're talking about, is sitting under the authority of God and using our gifts humbly and Him letting him disciple us. Mm. So there's in the men's um, version, you can get a cream one or a, a cream nice... Cream one here. A nice <laughs> green one. Oh, here. yeah, we should pop it up. I'll give, I'll give Dave the... <laughs> I really like the green. The, the green, green it's really it's nice. It's a really yeah. good green. Shout really out to lovely. Amanda, who has been on the oh, podcast. Amanda. That was her choice. So she's done Speaking a great job talents. there. Oh, also, there so is a... There is a cream and a sage green version for the women. Cream? Cream. Uh, that side. Sage green. Sage, sage green, green on that side. Also very nice. And then the last <laughs> thing is... I can't wait for Dave to, me to do this. Yeah. Dave to put it on like my face. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's what I was going to say. The last thing is there is a Jesus changes everything hat. So we'd love that to oh. pop on all our heads. It's going to spend a I lot just, of time this week I can't wait for editing. just a big, a big no. Like over <laughs> this whole like, segment. No, it'd be like circle and a line through yeah, it. Like, exactly. Like, like, yeah, exactly. Anyway... Get your pre-orders in. We need them. If you want the jumpers before a week away, we need to yep. get them very, very soon. So mm. get those in. We'd love you yeah. to do that. Check out soulrevival.shop. All of our profits from any or any profits we make from selling this gear mm. after covering the cost goes to our Indigenous ministry partners. So that's an, uh, another reason to check that out. And uh, yes, once again, thank you very much, guys. And of course, we wish I'll finish with wrapping up the chips <laughs> and a one-way. One 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 one.